Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Facebook family. Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at you live. Ah, so uh, the uh, weather here in Oklahoma just took one of those quick turns that you, like I swear, I mean, maybe it happens well, it does happen in some other places, but it's so crazy here. We started off sunny this morning and walked out of church and it's cold and rainy. And quite honestly, I think I'm going to go home and put on my flannel jammies and I might even start a fire, cook us some yummy food and have a day of rest and relaxation and a day to just, you know, enjoy enjoy my kiddos. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day as well. So um, coming at you straight out of church. Hey, Amy, I see you watching. For some reason, I don't know why. I don't understand all there is to know about Facebook by even any close stretch of the imagination, but it shows when certain people are watching. So there's like 20 people watching right now, but I know Amy's watching and I don't know about the rest of y'all. Anybody want to say hi though? I would love to hear from you guys. So, um, I have a couple of thoughts that, um, actually a few thoughts that came. Hey, Carol. She says it's been sunny and rainy in the UK today too. Huh? So maybe we're just all invited into a place of just resting, um, which I think is uh, wonderful. We, you know, I was talking to a friend, uh, literally walking out the door from church about how on Friday, I mean, I just had a busy week, uh, lots of doctor's appointments, lots of big news, lots of big thoughts, decisions, things to research, more research, um, because, you know, um, for those of you guys who don't know, um, Ryan and I have a daughter who has, um, some very complex health issues and, um, sometimes when different treatments are being suggested um, they are treatments that have not necessarily been explored with people with her particular health challenge and so even though it may sound good to other people may work for the rest of the population out there uh, people with this particular health issue it may not be good for so my heart's very full about that um, and so on Friday, I sat down to, you know, I'd been busy all week and I had all this work to catch up on, right? I sat down at the computer and I tried so hard to work, but I am telling you, I could not put two thoughts together. I sat there for two hours, scrolling through email, make a couple of posts on social media. I didn't get anything done. It was like a clear message that I needed to just rest and so um sometimes we don't even realize how much rest we need you know like we just get so busy doing 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 going 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 we don't realize how much we need the refreshment that literally and it's not about sleep always sometimes it's just inviting yourself into that place of rest letting our minds rest and so that sort of brings me ironically not planned <laughs> brings me to um, my topic for today um, I was flipping through my notebook so I'm a note taker and it's not always that I'll go back and read the notes sometimes I do uh, but just the process of writing as I'm listening the things that really speak to my heart it helps to really kind of make that gel for me but I was flipping through some notes and one of the notes that I came across from a couple of weeks back in church was that you can't grow from listening to your own thoughts. <laughs> I mean, it 
it's just so obvious when you say it, right? When I say it out loud, it's like, well, yeah, of course you can't grow if all you're listening to is your own thoughts. We all have like these little tape recorders that play in our minds and sometimes there are thoughts and sometimes there's, they're the voices of our parents. There may be the voice of our teachers, but, um, some, sometimes we need to listen to somebody else say something. You know, we're always so focused on preparing what we're going to say that we don't even really listen with the heart of learning and wanting to listen. So my first thought is about that, about we can't grow if we're only listening to our own thoughts. And um, sometimes growth even comes when you're listening to somebody else's thoughts and you feel your spirit in disagreement. And sometimes that's a place of growth where you're like, it could be that what's in disagreement or what you're feeling really is that this thing that's being said is tapping into an aspect of myself that I don't like very much. So there's that piece of it. And then there's sometimes it's something that's like, that's just really, I feel that as being really harmful to humanity. And so then there's that piece as well. And both of those give us a space for growth. So even if what you're hearing are things that somehow are disagreeable, there's still growth in that because that becomes maybe points of prayer or points of meditation, things that points that we can look into ourselves for our own healing. I often find it, um, I find it, I've had that happen. Once I became open to that, to that possibility that when something is going on or somebody says something and it irritates me to first look and see if maybe it's actually something, if it's bringing out something in me that I actually do so that I can work on it, you know, because sometimes we can't see things in ourselves, but we see it in other people. So that transference is a real thing. Um, so it just becomes an opportunity to grow. And I find often that many times people who are extremely sensitive to judgment have either been in situations where people around them were very judgmental. And so they sort of picked up an allergy about that. Or there has been a time in their life when they themselves have been very critical to other people in the world and people around them. So just to offer that as a point of learning and a space for growth and a space for grace, you know, we can all, we all, you know, growth, we all have lots of it to do. Um, and so that also brings me to the renewing of our mind, right? So one is it, we can't grow if we're only listening to ourselves. And so inviting the renewing of our mind. Um, but it's interesting how those earliest imprints can be so difficult to work on the renewing. And so I have a couple of stories from the trenches. And these are not, um, I mean, they are stories of trauma. Um, but um, honestly, you know, I don't like to get into that space of like comparing trauma you know, like my trauma's worse than your trauma kind of way of thinking. But, you know, there have been people who've been through, they've been through so much and little babies who've been through so, so much. Um, so I have a whole lot to be grateful for, but there's still a couple of short stories I want to share. One is my own story, um, part of my own story. So when I was born, um, I didn't get to go home. I, um, 
I didn't get to go home with my mom. We stayed in the hospital for a very short time together. And then because I have two older brothers and they had the measles, my mom went home to take care of my brothers and I as an infant went to my aunt Irene's. And so, um, as I understand from the story, it was very tough. I was, I didn't sleep much. Uh, I was inconsolable. And um, that wound actually became uncovered for me about, it's probably been about seven years ago now when I was going through grief and a feeling of abandonment. But the feeling of abandonment that I was having had me dropping down to someplace really, really deep that I just, I didn't even have language to be able to understand it or to put to it, which then led me to realize, well, that's because it was a pre-verbal memory. So um, the other thing that I realized was that then every time that I would cry, this is like my logic thinking that has just come into play. Every time I would cry and like my mom might not get there soon enough, whatever soon enough is, you know, as an infant, then that would just re-trigger that, like that would create, imagine the abandonment that I felt of everything I knew would create like this tiny little spot in my brain. Imagine it being like a tiny little blip, right? But then every time that I might cry and she couldn't come as soon as I felt like she needed as an infant, then that just very natural experience of my being protected from my health, but having this abandonment experience, then every time that that cry wouldn't be answered in whatever rapid space I needed, it would just reinforce that little tiny little wound of abandonment to then create this neurological pathway that's well-worn, right? And so, you know, that's an example of something really simple and something very innocent and something that just happened organically because of the nature of what was going on in my family at the time of my birth. There was no ill will behind it. And yet, I still have this neurological pathway that's grooved in my brain that I have to just be very conscious of. And once I'm conscious of it, then when I start dipping down into this really kind of flailing abandonment feeling, I know what it is and I can, I can use my conscious mind, I can use my meditative mind, I can use the things that I've learned to calm that within my neurological system and I can actively create new pathways. I can actively become more hopeful. I can actively reparent myself and remind myself that I am no longer an abandoned infant, that I am a connected adult, that I have excellent supports, that I have wonderful people, that I, I've been planted in a beautiful community. And if I choose to reach out, there are going to be people who were there for me. And so, you know, that's just like a very innocent example of how these neurological pathways get get formed. I had the coolest conversation with a post friend. Um, actually, it's an organ. She has an organization up in Michigan, and they're um, sending a hundred people. They've got it funded to send a hundred people through Brian's trauma-informed care certification program. So of course we gave them a great deal. <laughs> and if anybody else wants to get a group together, a, a large group to send them, let me know. Shoot me an email, Christy at Post Institute, and I will hook you up with the best deal. But she told me a story that I also thought was it's right along the same pathway. She talked about having a, a significant medical condition uh, at birth and being born premature and having um, all these feeding challenges. 
And then she talked about how even now, even now, and she's in her 50s, I don't know exactly, we shared that we have common ages, even now in her 50s, she gets super anxious when she walks into her kitchen, and then she said, I overbuy groceries like you would not imagine. She said, 14 bags of chips. If there's not a counter full of food, I feel anxious. And it, I know it comes straight from that wound of being premature. Actually, she was born premature. Now I remember the story's coming back to me and it's, I'm just going to share it because uh, it's, you'll feel it. You'll know why. She was born premature and she had some, these health issues and the doctors really did not think that she was going to live. And so the medical profession decided that they were going to withhold nourishment from her because they thought it would be best to expedite her death. And so she experienced intentional medical malnutrition during her earliest infancy. You can imagine the cries of hunger. And here she is in her 50s, survived it. Beautiful woman, beautiful family, beautiful life. She made it. And yet she still has that experience, that deep wound, that experience that if there, she's like, if there's not 15, there's not 15 bags of crab of potato chips on my counter. I panic. I feel it at the brain level, even though I'm conscious of it, it's still there. When I go to the grocery store, I just can't really help myself. It just gives me such a sense of comfort and security, knowing that that is there for me, that I'll never feel that level of hunger again. And so this, these, these stories, I just want to share them with you to let you know the power of those early life experiences and also the power of the awareness, the power that comes to us when we become aware of it and we start working on the renewing of our mind, of the active choosing of new thoughts. That takes a lot of maturity. It takes a lot of maturity. And it, you know, it took, you know, both of us, we shared as we talked, it took both of us having to really feel that and really heal that. So I don't, it's not about rushing, you know, we don't want to rush to like try to, try to be like, um, fake optimism or, you know, to just put it like a bandaid on it. You know, sometimes like in wound care and physical wound care, we, the, the model now is to leave wounds open so they can literally heal from the inside out. We don't just stitch them together or put a bandaid on it just to let it actually heal from the inside out. And so, man, that was a lot. Thank you for hanging with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope there's something out of this that you take. Um, the other thing that I just wanted to share with you, something that we did at the close of church today is um, we were invited after prayer to write down one thing that is interfering with our process of walking in love. Um, and to uh, we wrote it on a piece of paper. We prayed over it and invited God into, invited God, invited love into the process of helping us to let go of things that have become idols in our life that are interfering with our ability to walk in love. And so I just want to share that with you um the thing actually i'm just gonna i'm gonna use this as an opportunity to confess and uh, strive so the thing that i've noticed and actually before i came to church today when my phone 
gave me my screen time notification. You know, I've got an Apple that says this is how much average screen time per day. Over seven hours a day. Over seven hours a day. I'll be working and, you know, like when something's loading, I'll flip over. I'll be watching TV with Marley in the evening. I'll flip over. I'll be cooking dinner. I'll flip over to social media. I could be listening to some podcast that's building something stronger within me. I could be listening to music that's more edifying. Um, I could be enjoying the silence. And so, um, just my own confession, the thing that I'm going to be working on this week is to reduce my screen time because I know it is getting in the way. It's actually creating more controversy in my life and it's... Um, um, creating an experience where I'm more focused on self-love and creating other things as idols as opposed to just connecting with the great loving source. So, you know, maybe there's something in that for you as well, or maybe I just needed to come and confess and through that, maybe I can work on that more diligently because I'll be feeling accountable to you all. So I hope you guys have a beautiful day today. Whatever the weather is in your world, um, <laughs> Lala says, same here, screen time. Carol, thanks for being with us. I'm glad that the stories were helpful to you. Um, I appreciate you guys. Um, I appreciate all that you do day in and day out to try your best to be in that space of love, to be walking in love, to be listening to the direction of love. Um, I appreciate all that you do in the lives of your family to be family healers. Please know that you are anointed in that role and to cling to that. Um, enjoy your family. Enjoy them. Take moments, you know, take moments out of every day where you just pause you know, whether it's because you're cooking dinner, whether you're doing dishes, whether you're looking at the TV, whether you're doing a craft project, whether you're exercising, whatever you might be doing, snowing in South Dakota. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Amy. I hope to enjoy the rest of my day. Whatever you're doing, take those moments to pause. <sighs> Experience that gratitude. Let the love that you have for your family just emit from your heart. Let it shine from your eyes. You know, make time to play together. I love you guys, and we'll see you all tomorrow.